Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. Today we are going to review Silent Night for you. My name's Wayne. And my name is Paul. Straight into it then for this return to the big screen of How's John it? Woo. John Woo, baby. How, how long has it been? What's he do last? Don't think he's made a American film or film with an American production in G. Many years, maybe I, 10, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, I can't even think what his last thing was. Neither can I. I think he made a bunch of films back in his homeland for a while oh, there. Okay. But yeah. This is written by Robert Archer Lynn. It stars Joel Kinnaman, Scott Mascudi, Harold Tors, and Catalina Sandino Moreno. It's 104 minutes long, and it just opened in the States on December 1st. Oh. We were lucky enough, with thanks to Anarchy and Nedenko, yep. to get along to a screening of the film, and it opens here in Australia this coming Thursday at time of recording on December 7th. Right. So very few dollars taken. No word on the on the budget for this one, interestingly enough, according to Wikipedia. Hmm. But the box office has only taken a million dollars on the first day in the States and they were projecting between six to eight million for its opening weekend. Six to eight million. Yeah. I believe it was shot in Mexico and there's only one real star here, so I imagine You wouldn't think it'd be a huge Not budget a huge budget, film, I would though there is obviously stunts and there definitely, are definitely. obviously explosions and all that kind of thing. Wayne, what is Silent Night about? Okay, so it's about on Christmas Eve, there's a dude, like an everyday dude, played by Joel Kinnaman. And he's out the front in his house with his young son. And um, outside, obviously, they're in a bad area. There's gangbangers who are sh- drive-by shooting each other from cars. And unfortunately, the boy gets caught in the crossfire. They shoot, and he gets killed. And Joel Kinnaman is like, what the fuck, as you would be, mm-hmm. and goes after them. And essentially, he literally runs right after them. And that's how the movie starts. And he gets wounded pretty bad, which makes him lose his voice. And therein lies the rest of the film. Okay. I said six to eight million. Now they've re-estimated based on that first day's performance. I reckon only make two to three million. So we're, yep. we're probably speaking to the void about this one. I don't think many people are going to see or have seen Silent Night, but it appealed to us <laughs> in terms of what... Well, because it's John Woo. It's John Woo. This is one of the all-time classic action directors. This guy is, is John Woo. He did Face Off. He did Hard Boiled. Yeah, Hard Boiled, The Killer. You know. like, all this shit, right? He's the guy. And in fact... He's one of the reasons you and I did this show, because like when we were kids, when we heard it was a John Woo movie, I don't give a fuck what you're doing, we're going to see it. We'll rush out to see it, absolutely. One of, the, one of the great directors, and interestingly enough, a guy who usually has a lot to say with his films. It's not just a bang and crash. And absolutely. I, and I think He's... Silent Night is one of those films as well. This is not as, as straightforward as it might seem looking at it. Yes, it was quite a surprise for us. Yeah. So, which includes the very big fact, so we're getting into it here, mm. which this was announced. So, the fact that neither you nor I realized this was basically a dialogueless film. Yes, this has no, almost no dialogue in it on purpose. It has incidental dialogue. So, you'll hear radio chatter yep. between police officers. He's listening in to police bands and the like when he's on his revenge kick. Mm-hmm. But other than a couple of whispered words from his wife. Yeah, it is all conveyed via sometimes on-screen text messages. And I didn't know that, Paul, like you said, neither did you. But apparently it was announced in October 2021 that John Wood was doing a dialogueless action film. So this has been known from the get-go. Hence the title, Silent Night, because yes, it takes place over two Christmases (laughs) as well, but also it's silent. At what stage did you realize that? 17 minutes in, Wayne, I literally looked looked at the time code and I was like, about to lean over to you and go... Is this a dialogue? And then I heard her whisper and go, oh, it's okay, it's okay. I thought, oh, no, it's not dialogues. All right, we're just exactly. getting into it. But then, no, we never did. Right. And so I myself was sitting there going, 
Oh, I, I assume it's like a first act thing where like there's no yeah. really, and then they get into it and like, no, no, wait, the whole movie's like this. And so I don't know how I missed it necessarily, but there you are. So mm. here's the question: Does it work? No, it right. does not work, Paul. Yeah. Let me tell you why. First of all, that idea that uh, I, I literally had the moment: oh, it's a dialogueless film. Oh, this is interesting, and yeah. then that goes on to be the only interesting thing about the film. It's a big swing, isn't it? Huge swing, and I think it can work. This reminds me, there's, this, I'm a geek here, there's a, there was a famous Batman comic called Hush, which is like a three-parter, and there's no dialogue in the whole thing, okay. except for one balloon, right? And that was, whatever, it's a comic. So it's Revolutionary. Different. different. Certainly at its time, I'd never heard about it before, and for, this is very unusual as well, I'm sure yeah. there's some. But now, what happens is, as a result of him saying, okay, we're going to convey everything without sort of verbs or whatever, right? You then Herbs, words words, words <laughs> non-verbally communicate everything, although it is verbal because it's on screen. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> I think it puts you at such an arm's length to the characters. You understand Joel Kinnaman's uh, motivations, yes. And to be fair, he's doing absolutely everything he can. Yeah, he's I think really it, trying hard. It probably would have been quite attractive as an actor to go, "Ooh, I've got to sell everything without lines. without speaking." Yes, and I don't have to learn lines, <laughs> but and you do have to learn the script. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I, th- I think that would be a real challenge because that's what. I see why I he. Mean, did I, I realise more than fifty percent of of communication is non-verbal, but so I've heard it's pretty essential in terms of what you're trying to convey. Uh, especially usually, when you've got like you know, uh, look, it's mercifully sort of you know ninety minutes or whatever, right? So One hundred four nice. minutes. One hundred four minutes. Yeah. Is it? Okay. And so the, as a result, you you sort of you know what's what's driving Joel Kinnaman. Every other character in this, there's the wife, there's the police officer, there's a this, there's a that. Whatever happens to them, I kind of don't care because I don't really know that person and I don't really, was never really given, I don't know what they think and I don't know how they are. I just kind of see them, right? Yeah. So It's not an unfair criticism. That's there. I would say that, here's the biggest thing, Paul. Like you said, we just talked about how we should have no, pants Non-spoilers at this point in time. Non-spoilers. Non-spoilers. I mean, you're pretty apparent pretty quickly this is a, a non-dialogue film, so. <laughs> yes, so I already talked about the talk. Yeah. John Woo... When you hear about a movie of his, I'm thinking, well, what are we going to get? And he's trying. his big swing is no dialogue. That's interesting. Well, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> not the way he's doing it. Like, this has very little of the John Woo signature panache, okay? The, the lead is one note, and the bad guy is almost less than one note. There is... His, here's the thing about John Woo, right? The good guy usually has elements to him. He's not all good or all bad. You might argue that with this guy here. But the bad guy is just a... He's just a bad guy. Oh, yeah. He's one note. And right? you're right. You're right. I think that all the other characters, you don't get much out of them. I think there's more to Joel Kinnaman's character. I can't remember his name because no and one speaks I, it. Because no, exactly. He's <laughs> some dude. I think there's more to his character in the sense that I think this is a bit of a commentary from Wu that vengeance is not the way. Yeah, because he... Yeah, exactly. No, um, well, I'll just leave that there hanging and we'll come back to it in, absolutely. in the spoiler section. So I don't think this is a straightforward... This is not your... Death Wish, Charles Bronson. No. Very straightforward. Bad things were done to this guy's family. He just murders people straight up and, yeah, you meant to cheer him on. This is not as clear cut as that. It's not, but I think, uh, I don't think it was too complex either. Like, there's a bigger problem than just that treatment of the character, if you ask me. There's one really cool car crash at the beginning-ish. A lot of slow-mo. Yeah. And there is an excellent oneer with a staircase, yes. right? Which is definitely the showpieces of the show. They are very far apart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I will tell you this, right? <laughs> this the big problem here is this show isn't that fucking good. 
It just isn't that fucking good. <laughs> that is a big problem. The movie, not that good, says No, 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 no. But, but, <laughs> but what I mean is the film lacks a sense of visual dimensions. It doesn't live and breathe and, and sort of like, you know, it's not, a, it's not as good as a John Woo film. Even if John Woo's like plot and stuff is lacking, characterization is lacking, you can always usually count on his action to make, oh, look at this, look at that. And yes, there are about three or four good shots in here, okay? Mm-hmm. That's not good enough to be a John Woo film. His alluring kind of use of like action, it's not here. And I, I'll tell you this, Paul, right? At the beginning, the first one, even when I was still figuring out that it was a you know, dialogueless movie, I was looking at it and I'm going, hey, this looks a bit fucking cheap. It looks cheap. All right. And I'll tell you why, Paul, because like it's one, it's overlit a lot for some reason. I guess that's his choice, right? Right. Two, there's actually scenes with like the opening bit with the hospital stuff where he's got weird freeze jump cuts. Like it's only a couple, but like the wife is there and she's like, oh my God, what's going on? Then they'll freeze frame and just zoom up in post to her head for a second and then cut away. I'm like, what the fuck was that? This is not cool. This is not stylish. Yeah. This is my ass. My ass is like this, everyone. Wayne's so, like, eat my ass! Eat all the asses, man! Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So what do you think, Paul? Tell me what you think. I think I liked it more than you did. Go on. But I do agree there's a pacing issue here. Hmm? We spent... And I have to be careful. We're gonna, just, let's just skip into spoilers really quickly here. All right, all right. Because as much as it might sound there's not much to spoil, there is more going on here, I think, than initially might meet the eye. But I 100% agree with a you. A little, yeah. There's a long time in this film and it doesn't and this is where the non-dialogue doesn't help. Yes. It's an action film that never really gets going, if you ask me. Well, no, it does, but it gets going very late in the piece. Mm. Very, very late. We spend much more time. Here it is then, in a nutshell. No, I'll hit the spoiler button. Hit spoilers, let's, let's go. Let's do it. Uh, I like it a bit more than my own. I don't love it by any stretch of imagination. This is not appearing on anyone's top ten list. But neither is appearing on my worst ten list of the year. It's just middling, and it's the 20 years since John Woo did uh, an American film, Payback, in 2003. I that? didn't mind the Ben Affleck thing. Yeah. But That's where it is. So, yeah, there you go. Wayne did not like. I'm middling to okay with the film. Let's uh, find out why on the other side of Jack. You can't handle the truth. And the truth is, Wayne did not dig. No. Doth not dig. This is not good. Silent Night. This ain't a good film. This ain't a good film. It's a weightless, witless, artless kind of affair. Honestly, could, John given, Woo has given lost the John Woo, Woo given, I think he might be departing. Let's wait for his next film. Let's wait for his next film. <laughs> Remember now, Paul. It is John Woo. All right. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Well, I mean, tell me, tell me what, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. So this film to me seems very much about the cost of vengeance. Okay. So, and it really makes that point that, again, in a way which I didn't particularly like, didn't particularly like the fact that it, I buy, obviously he gets shot through the throat, he yes. can't speak. Right. Which and, was a big surprise at the beginning. Yeah. Oh and there's, a, there's a really powerful scene where he grabs that sort of thing where you go, oh, yeah. that, that noise thing, and he throws it away in disgust and breaks it. You know, and his wife's there and she's trying to console him and the like. He's such a cunt, though. <laughs> Like, but he's so consumed. So for the, for four months after his son's killed, he just drinks himself into a stupor every day, and yep. we really spend time with that. And the wife's reaching out and trying to. She's grieving too. Yeah, she. He's not, not taking her care of her and at all. Literally, I was saying to myself, "There's no fucking way she should put up with this shit." And then next thing you know, she's leaving. You know, yeah, they're, they're holding to. This is the problem though, because there are, he can't speak fine. But the film exists in these places where after dialogue or before dialogue mm-hmm. has happened mm-hmm. or will happen. Yep. And it's just awkward and fumbly. So yes. to go from her laying there on the couch in his arms crying and he's, you know, he's he's upset too, but he's not crying. But that's and then infection. cut to shot of her with bags getting yeah, into an Uber or cab or whatever it was. What happened there? Yeah, I'm like, 
You well, don't hug and then leave the next day. No, well, I can say that you might after that. But like the thing is, you're not privy as the audience member to what exactly the nuance of that indication. Uh, you understood was. why, because he was so consumed with this, and he was he was being a piece of shit to her. And yeah, she, but then a piece of shit guy is hugging. I don't know. It's a weird look. It's uh, again. Well, she's feeling guilty about leaving him now, anyway. Yeah, but, but there's so much missing. I've uh, clearly we've had different breakups. I've had breakups where we've been hugging in the minutes before someone walks away from each other. So oh, I had breakups where I was fucking right before. So you know these things happen. But like, <laughs> I get that. I get <laughs> Maybe that was the reason. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, what are we doing for breakfast tomorrow? Breakfast? <laughs> this, it's not that. Oh, sorry, sorry. I do understand the intricacies of the, you know, the, the bonus night and everything. But um, Who said anything about breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like... Grab a okay. cheese sandwich on the way out the door. <laughs> cheese sandwich? On the specific... Go on. <laughs> it's all you're worth. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. See, that's already more interesting than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, this is really about the long-term destruction of a man who's consumed by vengeance. He can't let it go. And I don't kind of, at a conceptual level, I can't imagine losing your child to oh, God, no. violence like that. Exactly. And I'm not saying... I mean, I, I don't think I'd go through what he's going through, but I'm not saying I wouldn't want to kill everyone responsible Absolutely. Absolutely. for it. That, that part of it is, is not in question. But it's like, it's... He's making things worse when yes. he goes after them. And, I, and John Woo's really making that clear. Not just for himself, although he is the primary person who, who cops it. And because this is a John Woo film, for reasons which I will never understand, this is one of the weak moments of the film. Go on. The cop just joins forces with him. Yep. And again, if you knew what his motivations were, yeah. you might get there, but you can't because there's no dialogue. And then probably gets shot. Now, here's my big question to you Go for on. the end of the film. They're both lying there. I assume he dies. The cop? Both of them. No. But did, didn't it end where Joel's like, in, he's got the train? Oh, he gave, her, he no. gave her a letter. He gave her a letter. Yeah, she's reading his letter and the You'll train set he set up around the, uh, the grave yeah. The grave is just going. So the heavy implication being, I think, that they both die. Or at least he dies. I don't know about the cop. The funny thing about the cop was there's a really bad continuity moment at the very end of the film. Mm. So watch out for this one if you do see it. Yeah. The cop is clearly shot twice by in the, the gut. Yep. It, by like once right in the middle of the chest, the sternum, and another one in the gut. Yep. And then when he staggers in and lays down next to Joel Kinnaman, He's got barely any blood on his shirt at all. <laughs> like like one shot lower down. I'm like, mm, okay, someone didn't fucking pay attention there. By the way, that pissed me off. So like the, the cop gets shot by this girl who's like... Who does more co- damage than all the rest yeah, of them put together. Yeah, she's coked out and she's like got some machine pistol nah, or whatever. Heroin, I think she's been injecting. Whatever, yeah, yeah. fucked up, right? And then, um, then Joel Kinnaman gets the drop on her and decides not to because she's pretty or something, right? And then she just fucking whips out fucking gun- another gun. I'm like, dickhead. You were fucking just wailing on every cunt in this thing. Yeah, and she's not you like she hasn't been shooting at exactly. you. She literally shot the guy who helped you shoot her, yeah. right? So it's, got nothing. it's just it's dumb. A, it's a weak moment. It's a shit fucking... It's, it's a shit film, Paul. It's a shit film. And I'll tell you something else, right? Go ahead. Jump in. <laughs> the overall... Okay, let's take the good bits like with the, the staircase and that was like okay, it's very well shot. done. You can see where well the done. cuts are, but that's fine. That's like, you know, I, I very, don't have a problem with very that. Very Tommy Blonde style. I mean, it's almost like John Woo coming around to doing what's now in vogue having created so much of what we, we now accept as the action genre, he's now doing his take on, on that. Yeah, but it's a shit take, Paul. Uh, no, the, I'm talking about the, the staircase. Oh, that. That, was, right, that was cool. Yeah. This is just misguided. The idea was like, it's a great idea. It sounds like a great idea in the room. It's like, let's do a dialogueless film, right? Fine. But I don't think you knew how to do it. Yeah. I, well, I don't know if it's possible to do this. It's too big an ask to, uh, to accept that the wife never says anything to him. It's too big an ask to say that the cop never speaks yes. around the edges of this. 
it's too big an ask even to believe that like when they're fighting and shit, like he's having this that was a pretty good brawl in the in the house. Yes, that was good. That I, was I would a, admit that, that brawl cool was good. scene. And the the script has the guy gagged while he's fighting, presumably stop him from speaking. And I'm like, interesting. You'd be cursing through it. You'd still be hearing muffled like motherfucker. You know what? Look, I'm no, I'm no filmmaker, but like, if you were to make a a silent film like this, right, the entire tone of the film has to change. You can't play it like it would have been okay if this guy didn't talk. You have to actually make it like I don't know, noiry. You have to make like you have to make it a dreamy film. If it if it's no talking, because it's like now, oh, this is almost like you're experiencing the film without actually listening to it. You're feeling the film. I wonder if it would have been better if when he was shot through the throat, he also somehow lost his hearing. And now we're really yeah all from his perspective. And then at least people, people are, are talking, talking but to he, him. Oh, he can't hear. Yeah, it. To, yeah. But we're, we're in his world. That would have been way better. So I don't know. There you go, know. Paul. You just wrote a bit of film. <laughs> the other thing which not which did bother me though was there are so little. It's credit to Marco Beltrami, the guy who did Scream for crying out loud, among iRobot, among thousands of other films. Mm. There's barely any score in this movie. Uh, and it's a shit score when it happens. And it's really that's got to be delivered. Like there, there are moments, there are action beats that are happening in that last half an hour of the film, and I'm like, "Where's this? What's yes, going on you here?" Know, this, it's, it's, it's almost silent, and I, that that was a mistake to mine. It was def- I think it was definitely obviously uh, deliberate. Yeah, but like, yeah, it was a shit idea because like I'm like, if you got no talking, can I get some music? Yeah, or can I get some ambience? And it like, was often just the diegetic music that the yes the gang were listening that was to exactly. I should probably also acknowledge this part, given the topic that we're going to do today for our main episode as well. But also, just there's something a little bit uh, in 2023 about a white guy going after a Latino. <laughs> All right, I didn't want to mention this, but since gang, you brought it up, right? Yeah. This film, look, maybe it's because they they shot it in Mexico or whatever, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Now that I hear that, but the whole film is. Latino gangs. Yes. Okay, I get killed. Uh, all yes. assholes, and they all getting killed. Now look. I don't. I'm not a PC guy. I don't give a no, fuck. No, you, I know you don't give a fuck. But I wonder. Story, if, I wonder if Joe Schmo out there, who's you know all woken and cancel culture, is going to be like, this isn't okay. Yeah, fuck that guy. And, but they, they, um, and they, do, <laughs> they do soften that message a little bit by having him with a Latina woman of some descent. She's the mum from From the TV show From. For anyone out there who's watching ah. this, one of the mums anyway, the yep. main sort of family mum. I, I didn't even pick that up. You're right. Yes. And they therefore have a child who's you know half Latina, yep, half yep, yep. white. So I guess that helps it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, um, but couldn't you? I mean, is there a big is there a big sort of South American star or Mexico Mexican star at the moment who could have been just there instead doing oh, that? They then could, it, then they it could, they fine. They wouldn't afford him. Well, that's I guess you're right. So the the cop, the cop is African American. He's white. Yes, and, that, and also having the cop as an African American maybe helps a bit. As far as I'm concerned, it's clearly that they're in whether they're supposed to be in Mexico or they're supposed to be, to be like in like LA, LA or right. something, right? Yeah. That that you know there are Latino gangs there, yeah, and this is one hundred percent to do with them. So it's okay for me, but yeah. I understand what you I'm mean not, I'm not in this day and age. I'm, dropping any gra- I'm just saying that there's a little bit of my like, oh, okay, it's yeah, playing well. with fire a little bit. I mean, you might say um, with John Woo's like you know Asian film. Yeah, how come and, they're all Chinese? And he's also <laughs> he's also not a, a white filmmaker, so that probably also helps. It so does help. Maybe, <laughs> maybe no one's going to give a shit about that. As I well hope they too. don't because yeah. it's completely like to the side of this. No, film. the film. I'm not marking it down for that. Don't get me wrong. So yeah. I just wanted to wanted to call it because I think it will be part of the discussion when the film, if people bother to see it. Yeah, and 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 uh, I'm sorry, folks, but I don't re- recommend you do. There you um, go. There if, we are. If you're listening and you, yeah, whatever. It's just yeah. 
Yeah, I will. There was a, that whole second act is basically an extended montage of him getting ready, and they they it is realistic enough in that he's well initially it's realistic enough in that he fucks up his first attempt and he's he's doing this training and there's some there are some interesting shots like when he's in the range and he's shooting the target and he blows away all the and it blows a hole in the hole and we see the shot through there I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. No, it was, it's, it's there not, are moments in this. This movie. is the thing. Like, it's the same with if you watch a Brian De Palma film. There's glimmers of who he used mm. to be. This is getting a little that way. I'm not ready to say he's department. No, I'm not saying he's, he has to do like three shitties in a row, and I haven't seen his last three probably. So I will tell you this: the one thing that I think was kind of interesting was that Joel Kinnaman is not what you you know. Usually these guys are oh, he was an ex marine or he was an ex fucking special forces guy. These guys, he's just a normal guy. He's just a normal guy, yep. and he and learns about guns on YouTube, just like the Ninja Turtles did in the last movie. Did they, they learned, really? Yeah, they learned about fighting on YouTube. They weren't fucking Master Splinter oh, and shit. I haven't seen that yet. I know, it's interesting. So that that's kind of, you know, that's something that's a bit more relatable, um, if anything could be relatable in this film, because they don't talk. But that's about it, folks. <laughs> that's about it. A couple good shots, reasonable character. I would say this, that John Woo is lingering a lot. At the beginning, when Joel Kinnaman is like, oh slow-mo running through the thing yeah. and all the credits are going that went for like what seemed to be 10 minutes I was, was like, it was the credits to be fair yeah but like I was like yeah I get it he's fucking slow-mo running in shot I don't know anyway by the way here's, here's John Woo's filmography since Paycheck on, on, in 2003 so Payback went Paycheck The Hire mm. The Robinsons Lost in Space 2004 All the Invisible Children Stranglehold sorry. Redcliffe I've seen 2008 sorry The Robinsons Lost in Space must be a short must TV a short. movie TV oh okay Stranglehold, don't know what that is. Are these Asian cinema? Oh, it's a video game, Stranglehold. Okay. Oh, no, I've heard of that one. It's actually, well, it looked cool on the trailer. Reign of Assassins, he was the co-director of, back as a Chinese film. The Crossing, likewise a Chinese film. The Crossing 2, obviously that did well. And Manhunt, 2017. So this is his first film in six years. Hmm. And as we said, first American full film for 20. So he's certainly slowing down. To be fair, how, how old is Mr. Wood? I know, he's got to be... He might even be 60. He's 77 years 77. old. 77. Okay, you know what? If I'm still working at that age, I'll probably I'll probably turn out something like this. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> take that into consideration. But, you know, we do have a pretty big film coming out shortly. Does the trailer just drop for it? Furiosa. Oh, yes. So George Miller ain't that much younger than uh, maybe hey, made the know, same age. Can we not admit that someone we know is working on it? Is that uh, a, is that better a, not, because we I don't know if he, he has. Yeah, you did in the chat. <laughs> yeah, it's in the chat. I mean, okay, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, so look, let's give a final score then for this one, Wayne. What is uh, your score? Let's see. Ooh, for Silent Night. 38. Wow. Yeah, 38. It's not... Oh, my God. What is your score? That's really rough. Yeah, it's. I was bored. <laughs> what really, are you really, really rough. Yeah. Rough. What are you? What are you? What are you? Uh, I'm giving this uh, a 60. Oh, fuck off. It does not pass. Surely not, Yana. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference I've heard in a long time. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, wow, shit. All right. yeah. What? Wait, wait, what? I did enjoy the action. It is bloodthirsty. I like that. I, I did like the message that, jo- that John Woo is trying to make here and the writer's trying to make, which is you know, vengeance is not always the answer. Yeah, he destroys his whole life for that reason and it's yeah. a waste. I get it. Yeah. But like, um, actually, that shot where he shot the dude under the yeah, chin, that was the cool. head. And the that was the right? best thing in the shoot, in the film. So there that you was, go. And that's probably, if I have a criticism, it's more of the trailer because the trailer is all action all the, the time. The trailer makes it look like it's fucking it's a balls to the wall That's why we film. saw this. Yeah, and because John Woo's name was on it, let's be clear. Yes. But in reality, that trailer should have like, if it's a two-minute trailer, it should be about 20 seconds mm-hmm. of action and the mm-hmm. other minute 40 should be of him yeah. going through his yeah. process. So, yeah. No, he's, uh, yeah. Well, 
That's that's that. Yeah. There you okay, go. So Wayne did not like this at all. I'm sort of middling to. Uh, if you're into action cinema, if you're into this kind of revenge thriller stuff, then definitely see it. But otherwise, you probably don't need to. Yeah, very generous. Very generous. All right. Ah, uh, there we are. <laughs> that's our review of Silent Night. Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? You can let us know via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com on X at the Countdown PC. Check out our website, thecountdownpodcast.com, and like and follow the show through Podbean, where we host. The Facebook community will also be a place where there's a bit of discussion about this film, should anyone else decide to see it. <laughs> That's it from us today. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been The Soundboard. I stand resolute, <laughs> motherfucker. Wayne, when it comes to John Woo later career action films, we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.